0: Living the Faith Podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringFaith.com Do
1: you remember Harambe? Harambe was the gorilla in Cincinnati that was shot in order to protect a toddler who had gotten into the cage. There was an uproar, there was a national uproar when Harambe, the gorilla, was put down. Was it, was it Cincinnati or was it Iowa? I don't know. It was somewhere. I think it was at the Cincinnati Zoo. The seven-foot seven statue of Harambe has been unveiled in New York on Wall Street. It stares down the bull of Wall Street. It's really something to behold. It's a seven-foot bronze statue, and this guy looks menacing. I mean, this is, I mean, Harambe. He's, it looks like he's a few feet in front of the famous bull of Wall Street, and they're staring each other down, and there was some event organized where 10,000 bananas were set up surrounding Wall Street's charging bull, and these bananas are uh, representative of the fact that Harambe apparently... Is a symbol, a symbol for those who labor under the excesses of capitalism. And so Harambe has thrown his bananas in front of the charging bull, and I guess that's going to trip him up. 10,000 bananas. You know, by the way, we're in a food shortage in the United States right now. There's, <laughs> I don't know how they found these 10,000 bananas. I'm looking at this picture, there's a lot of bananas. A lot of them are ripe-looking, too. I mean, they're not, like, green bananas. They're actual, like, edible bananas. There's a food shortage in the United States. The shelves are empty. Supply chain issues, they say. Supply chain. Uh, until everybody is vaccinated, the supply chain issues will continue. So there's all these bananas surrounding the bull on Wall Street, which, by the way, I've been to the bowl. I worked on Wall Street. I have pictures with the bull. I like the bull. I don't like Wall Street, per se, Uh, and those of you who have been listening to the Restoring the Faith podcast know exactly where I stand on capitalism and its excesses. But do we really have to have a false god, a pagan symbol, to oppose the raging bull of Wall Street? You know, the bull, bull markets is what it represents. We want to have bull markets, not bear markets. If you, I mean, honestly, if you wanted to be consistent with the symbology of the bull, you would have a bear. You would have a giant bear staring down the bull. If you wanted a bear. No, but but for some reason, we have chosen a gorilla. A gorilla. Now, Harambe... Harambe was put down so that a three-year-old boy who fell into the animal's enclosure, and it, I, I believe that this boy was, be, was being dragged around by the gorilla. The gorilla was dragging the three-year-old boy, and so zoo officials made the difficult decision to shoot Harambe, which resulted in his death. This, f- uh, f- this past May, the 28th, marked the five-year anniversary since Harambe's death. Harambe is seen by many to be a hero. And, of course, they've chosen Harambe because Harambe represents the anti-life movement. It represents... Harambe represents the radical, environmentalist, anti-human agenda. Because Harambe is a martyr to their cause. Harambe died so that a three-year-old boy could live. And this is an unconscionable thing in the minds of an anti-human, paganistic, scientist, Covidian culture. Five years ago, five and a half years ago, I suppose, Harambe gave up his life so that a three-year-old boy would live. And rather than celebrate the fact that the three-year-old boy, who's now I guess eight, eight and a half, maybe nine. We have a we have a we have a eight-year-old boy in Cincinnati who is alive today because Harambe was put down, an animal with no soul and no no shot at salvation, not going to be in heaven, an animal which was about to tear limb from limb an innocent three-year-old boy who had fallen into the enclosure somehow. This animal is the hero in the story. And I suppose, since every hero needs a villain, the villain is either the three-year-old boy himself or the supposedly negligent mother, or maybe it's the zookeeper who made the difficult decision to save a human being of infinite value by putting down Harambe. There are all kinds of YouTube videos with experts weighing in on Harambe's last moments. The the heroic last moments of Harambe. Rest in peace, Harambe. Um, Now Harambe is is, is memorialized. He has uh, has become an, an immortal symbol on Wall Street in the city of New York he appears opposite the Wall Street's charging bull. So again, they could have chosen a bear for the bear markets. But liberals are inconsistent. They're entirely inconsistent, and they don't get their mythology right. They like to pretend that they know mythology, but really, all they know is ideology. That's the only ology that they adhere to, is ideology. And so they have chosen Harambe as their symbol. Now, Before I get all the comments and the emails from the Anon groiper class, the frog, animated frog profile pics on Twitter, those people who are telling me that this is really a good thing, Harambe, the ape, the ape represents the short squeeze against the godless, soulless hedge funds. And Harambe really represents our triumph over the hedge funds, for example, in GameStop. Don't come at me with that malarkey. Don't try to convince me that a gorilla that was killed in a zoo in Cincinnati to protect the life of a human being is the symbol of anti-capitalism and anti wall Streetism, and anti-carried interest, hedge fund, private equity elites. Those two have nothing in common with each other. Don't fall for the trick and don't try to co-opt an obvious pagan idolatry. This is an act of pagan idolatry. This is the naturalist Covidian religion erecting one of their gods. One of their gods is Harambe, because Harambe represents nature being sacrificed for humans. Harambe is a martyr in the naturalist religion. In the naturalist religion, There are no miracles, there is no supernatural life, there is no grace, there is nothing after we die, there is only this planet. In the naturalist religion, human beings are a scourge to creation. Human beings are like a virus. Human beings are the real virus on planet Earth. And Harambe is one of the victims, one of the innocent blameless martyrs in the naturalist religion. And so when they set him up in opposition to the bull, what they're saying is that capitalism killed Harambe. He died in a zoo. He was a show animal. People paid money to go and see him in a zoo. And this is, this is, a, this is a grave sin to the naturalist religion. Zoos in general. Tourism, in general, is a grave sin in the naturalist religion. He is being propped up as a martyr in the city that never sleeps, in the Big Apple. The martyr Harambe, the gorilla shot dead in Cincinnati five and a half years ago, is now memorialized by a seven-foot bronze statue. And even some of the alt-right people that I know are saying that this is a good thing. Don't fall for this. This is pagan idolatry happening in New York City. And here's, here's the worst part about all of this. The absolute tragedy here. Besides the fact that we know nothing about the little boy who was saved or his family, besides the fact that we as a culture are incapable of celebrating the fact that a three-year-old boy was saved from certain death, painful, violent, bloody death, besides the fact that nobody knows this little boy's name or the zookeeper's name who's a hero, a hero for saving a human life, for making the difficult decision. Besides all of that, the real tragedy here is that as our culture descends and returns into neo-paganism, as we become the barbarians inhabiting the geography of a formerly great civilization— The church, which ought to be the safeguard against neo-pagan idolatry, looks on. In fact, she looks inward. She looks inward at herself introspectively, hoping to become a, a synodal church. They used to call it the post-conciliar church, meaning post-Vatican II Church, or just the conciliar church for short, which Bishop Robert Barron, who runs Turd on Fire Ministries, Bishop Turd on Fire still, as of last week, referred to himself as a conciliar Catholic. A conciliar Catholic, meaning he's a Vatican II Catholic. That qualifier... The left adds that qualifier to anything that they would like to do, which is contrary to the eternal magisterium of the Catholic Church. But that qualifier is going to fall out of favor. Even the normies are waking up to the idea that the John Paul II position is untenable. The Koran kissing Pope, who secretly ordained people in Czechoslovakia, And then censured a man who secretly consecrated people, not even secretly, he did it publicly, to preserve tradition. It's okay to preserve the conciliar church, but it's not okay to preserve the preconciliar church. See, that's the real crime here. People are waking up to the fact that the John Paul II position, in fact, the John Paul II legacy, is a legacy of defeat. It is a legacy of systematic child abuse, of bankruptcy, of a total collapse of faith in the West. It is a legacy of no ordinations, of no baptisms, of no marriages, of no children. It is a legacy of utter decay of faith and morals across the globe. And so the real tragedy here is that rather than looking outward and defending the public square, the church looks inward. She gazes upon herself. She gazes upon her own self, hoping to discover somewhere deep within a definition of synodality which neither Cardinal Dolan nor Pope Francis can even define. This is really the ultimate tragedy of our age. When the scourge of the pandemic came to us, when naturalism struck its masterstroke, the church fled and looked inward, always asking for donations, of course but for the most part had nothing to do with or nothing to offer to the faithful. And here, whilst the United States of America regresses into the pagan roots of this nation, I say the pagan roots uh, prior to Christopher Columbus, who I believe is a saint, prior to the faith being spread here, This was a pagan territory of animal worship and ancestral worship. And we have now returned to animal worship and ancestral worship. We have enshrined our animal worship in bronze statues, the new golden calf. Erected in the largest, most important city in the country. Ostensibly, as a check against the capitalist system which built this country, but ultimately as a pagan symbol of the religion of naturalism. Naturalism which undergirds communism. Naturalism which enables slavery and genocide. Naturalism which precludes the spiritual life and grace. And miracles, and the eternal salvation of souls, and concerns itself merely with the utopianist dream, the ability to create utopian society in which there is no suffering, no pain. Sacrifice a few babies to get the death jab, that's fine, so long as you don't get the sniffles. No suffering, no pain, no property, no ownership you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. That is the naturalist religion. This is their latest martyr. And the church stands by and does nothing.
0: personal planner really make you a saint. The truth is, many of us spend our lives running from distraction to distraction. And even for dedicated Catholics, our quest for sainthood often takes a back seat. The Saint Maker is the first high-performance planner for the spiritual life made by faithful Catholics for faithful Catholics. Combining the practices of Catholic faithful throughout time with the science of personal productivity... The Saint Maker will help you grow in virtue and structure your spiritual life while getting organized and achieving ambitious goals. And that can help you become a saint. The Saint Maker is a beautiful, easy-to-carry, and well-crafted companion to your Missal, Bible, and Rosary. Published four times per year, each season includes daily planning pages, feasts, days, and devotions for both forms of the liturgical calendar, goal-setting pages, confession journals, and much more. There are lots of great Catholics using The Saint Maker, like Scott Williams, CEO of Sock Religious, best-selling author Sam Guzman, YouTubers like Dina Barca and Amber Schneider, and priests like Father Dean Marshall and Father Corey Stika. Try The Saint Maker out, and if you decide that it's not for you, you can send it back for a full refund within 90 days. Visit thesaintmaker.com to shop the planners. Quantities are limited, so head over to thesaintmaker.com to order yours and start your saint maker journey today.